What's Hi, up, Evan? Where you at, dude? I'm in New York, baby. Right on, brother. What's going on over there? You're in the motherfucking epicenter, huh? That's right. I feel a little corona on my shoulder uh, right now. <laughs> but uh, hey, just a fucking hey, around Cinco de Mayo, <laughs> it just means fucking cheaper beer for us. Like, that fucking corona. They go, hey, nobody's gonna drink corona. And they go, and then they're all fucking outside by the truck. Well, not nobody. That shit, dude. They're gonna <laughs> eat that shit up. Hey, what do you do, man? You're in the, in the business, right? I am. Um, so the long story short is I've been, you know, a writer, producer, music, artist, everything on an independent level, obviously. And I honestly, I went all in. I, I worked my ass off to save money in different businesses, being a crazy entrepreneur. And I built out a million dollar studio, film set, oh. animators, staff. I I'm in, I'm in Long Island technically, so I was able to get this big 6,000 square foot spot. Yeah. And what sucks is, man, everyone, all these creators out here are driving Uber, working in Target. They're doing all these things that are not related to, because they, you know, they got to so, get by. Before we get to anything, since you're on that vibe right there, yeah. why don't you tell everybody a little, and you can, we'll go past the 15 minutes, don't worry about oh, that. thank you. Tell people about your story from the beginning. If you got a spot like that, I do, and nobody's using it, and all these cats, man, writers are, uh, they're fucking doing Grubhub, and they're doing Postmates, and you got a spot there that people can use, yes. and, be, and 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 use immediately. It's not like you know, yes. but that's, I think you know, of all the, I think you did the right thing, you know, in in I business hope. like this, when somebody when somebody gets one thing, like you know, Cheech told me. Years ago, like we, I think we know we had known each other for 12 years, and I had just done TV shows, Arsenio, nothing ever, nothing ever other than stand up. And then we were playing golf in the 90s, and he's like, Hey man, you know, you know, he goes, What's gonna happen? Like, it's gonna take like a long time, and then, and then you're gonna get like a one thing, and then, and then when you get the one thing, he goes, You just gotta get one thing. I remember right. he said. He goes, because we were like, we got one thing. And from that one thing, it sounds like a, I go one thing and they turn, they go, so I turn like, they do that. So the, all the whole movies. And I couldn't get that fucking one thing. I auditioned for Murphy Brown, I auditioned for TV shows, I different for, there was no, the internet was just starting. None of that was available. But I remember that I got home from San Francisco and I was married, and my wife says to me, I got home like 11.30. You know, she never really knew how deteriorated I was. She says, you know, I, I want to try to get home by noon. I'm like, yeah, piece of cake, San Francisco to L.A. But I was up all night, you know, fucking hanging by a thread. Every Sunday was recovery day. So I get back, and she's like, hey, uh, you got an audition tomorrow in Santa Monica. And I'm like, I'm not going. And she's like, it's tomorrow. And it's not even an audition. You just got to go meet the guy. This right. director from London, Ken Loesch. I don't know who that is. I go, I'm not going. So after like three hours of sitting, watching golf, probably, I'm like, you know what? I'm going. So I go there. There's some other dudes in there. British guy. Thin. Oh, hello. <laughs> so we say Hello. He liked that I wasn't from Mexico. He liked that I was American, but I spoke some Spanish. He said, this character doesn't speak Spanish very well. So he's, he brings in a cop, and I'm still friends with the guy. And, and I hadn't acted 
in, in fucking since ski patrol in 10 years. The guy goes, uh, how, about, how, how, would, how about if you guys, let's say it was a situation where he's a truck driver and you're the manager and you give him no quarter, like don't give no quarter. I remember he said no quarter. And I'm like, what does no quarter mean? Like, he's like, no, you're not going to take anything from him. So Greg says, you know, you wanted to see me. And I said, I don't know how many times I have to tell you that, first of all, show up on time. And secondly, finish on time. I'm fucking around in here. This is the fourth time you've been in here. And he's like, you know what, man? You don't know. I said, listen, don't tell me. And we're going at it. And we're like this, worker and boss. And he comes in the middle. He's like, yes, yes, that's fine. That's fine. Fine. Great. Great. Great, guys. Great. He got the part. And I had an audition with this girl. So he doesn't tell the girl what I'm going to say. He comes to me and he says, now, I, would, I would like for you to tell me she has a kid that's sick and she's been missing work and you call her in the office because she's trying to get over on you. And you're, you're not about you. So I said, all right. And the chair was facing where she was going to walk in and and he said, are you guys ready? He was sitting in the room with another producer. And I turned my back to the to the door, and I was looking out the window with my arms crossed like this. And he goes, action. And the door opens, and I have my back turned. And she goes, she goes, you wanted to see me? And I go, sit down. I didn't move. I went like this. Sit down. And then... It was silent. And I said, either I'm going to turn around and she's going to be standing up. She's going to be like, fuck you. You're not going to tell me to sit down. Or I'm going to turn around and she's going to be sitting down. <laughs> right. So I'm standing. Remember, I'm not even trained. This is just the improv. It's like all the shit that was like good for me. In a in a in a guy who's won Palme d'Or movies in, in, in France. Wow. Who was, who was a genuine, just an artist, like a director. Right. No makeup, wardrobe, nothing. Nobody, all, none of the other actors know how long they're going to be in the movie. You could be one day, you could be the whole movie, you could be three days. So I go, sit down. I turn around. Not only is she sitting down, but she's sitting down, leaning forward with her hands between her legs, like, what, am I in trouble? <laughs> and, I said, and I said, what's going on with your kid? And she says, my kid is sick. I said, you know what? You know how many times I've heard that bullshit? And she's like, I said, we all got, you know what? I got a sick kid. We all got a sick kid. That's right. But we all got to work, all right? And you fuck get your ass back out there and go to work. And I want you on time. Go, fuck, get your mom to watch your kid. Yeah. He's like, did, did, did. <laughs> done. I get in the car. I'm leaving. I think cell phones had just, huh, fucking, no, I think I got home. Got home, they said, hey, the guy Joe wants you to call him. Call him up. And he goes, hey, and he goes, yes, we tried to get the, we tried to catch you before you left. <laughs> like they were looking, they were running outside looking for me. Hey, you got it. Wow. Congratulations. And I was like, the one thing. And I called Cheech and, and I got his voicemail. And I said, hey man, I got the one thing. And he called me back and he goes, hey, everything. And you know what? That one thing turned into everything. Wow. That's amazing. So you got your one thing there. <sighs> it's a long story. We'll cut it down. But the thing is that you truly can 
only start at one. You might end up doing a hundred things. A thousand Jay Z's a billionaire. The, the, you know, you start at one at dollar. You start at step one. You start at dollar one. You start at day one. You start at night one. And you, it, because what happens is, motherfuckers make a little bit of money and it goes everywhere but back into the business. Absolutely. But you saw that, and you said, "I need, I need a." I need a piece. I need a place. And that is, other than the Valentino jacket, is the best thing that you could have ever put your hands on because cats are actors, cats are theater, cats are movies, cats are writers, playwrights. And when they're in the mix, they don't work harder. And when it's over, because it ends, they don't have anything to put their hands on. They don't have a house. Don't have maybe they lose the house, maybe they're divorced, maybe they're this, and they're all, and they and they look back and think I made a ton of mistakes, and you you only get one real good round through. Like baseball players will come up, they'll be rookies and they'll be striking everybody out the first time around. Then when they come back around again, they'll be bombing my father. They'll be like, "We already seen you," right. so you get one good trip now for the last I don't know ten minutes. 15 minutes you're in the position where you're gold man you got that spot you got that footage you got you can do what can you do there play, everything production plays George, shows i want i want to be an incubator for all these creators that don't have the outlet don't have the money uh my staff is young diverse um, and they're all it's all a waste all these people out there are doing things they they hate barely getting by and I, I swear to you I went all in with this like literally I know everything. I know everything um, I think the incubator is a good name too I don't know if we have a name but that's a good name you like the it? incubator is a great name because it's got to start somewhere when you ain't ready you go in the incubator <laughs> and when you come out of the incubator you're you're you might have been underweight they put you in the incubator put you under the light they take care of you then you grow in the incubator, and then when you come out, you're like, yo, man, I'll never forget you. Boom. I appreciate it. Take a little, you know, we're using the incubator. Yeah, man, I spent... I spent oh, give me the story. Give me the story, man. Well, the, the real story, before I say that real quick, first of all, I respect you. You're a pioneer in the industry to me, to a lot of people that I, I respect. Uh, you stay true to your heart. Uh, the last time I saw you was at Westbury Music Fair, man. You killed it in Long Island. That was awesome. Killed it. That dude was uh, that dude was married to the, the, the white dude was married to a Mexican chick. You said that. was like you remember that? I got I got I got they're fucking mad. I, I said, listen, man. I know you don't want to be here. I know she's mad. You come here. This motherfucker's out here like this, like. <laughs> That's right. All blasted all those young kids and shit. I was a fucking good one, man. In the great. round, that was that was that started hot and it was it was going. I seen you, you know. But that one, you killed it. I was, I was like, beautiful. Um, so anyway, yeah, yeah dude, I respect dude. you. I respect you, your movement, everything. And uh, guys like you are, you know, top five for me as a, as a, you know, a motivator. And, and about me, man. Go ahead, Adrian. But you, you, you. But I feel you, man. I appreciate it. So my story is, I was an independent rapper, singer, producer. I traveled. Ooh. I opened up for every big artist. I was that grinder. Much like Pitbull. You, you want to say the names or no? You don't want to say the names or no? Because I want people to have an idea of what 
where you've been. I mean, I opened up. Just for say Snoop Dogg. I opened up for Wyclef. I opened up for some of the biggest artists in the business. And quite frankly, I had I had some singles on all the radio stations, top top ten. But my story is I was independent, and I got shut down by program directors because I wasn't attached to the major label that was feeding them big money. And I thought I could do this independent. I got major deals offered, the 10-year, 10 10-album, 10 whatever comes first, the slavery deals. And I didn't take it because I was always a hustler. And I said, I'm not going to stop what I'm doing to be a slave. So I spent... You think you should have taken it? You, you think you should have taken it, looking back? Looking back, I should have sold my soul, did my 10 years, and then I would have been on top of the world. But I, feel, I felt good about myself. I would have never had my kids. So, I, you know, I love my kids. Um, I was able to support my family. What if that 10 years I didn't make any money like any real artist? They don't make money. All that no videos. So I was able to support a lot of family because nobody made money in my family. Uh, so I don't regret it at all. Um, anyway, I had every bad break in the business. Um, I've been screwed over a million times by everybody. And then I ended up going to myself and saying, let me just grind hard. I flip businesses, I flip some small real estate, I flip cars, I flip chancletas, I flip everything and save my money, built some wealth, and then just put it all in this big 6,000 square foot film set, uh, editing suites, commercial recording studio, so everything can be done here. Now, everything in today's world is who you know, who you're associated with, so no matter what I come up with, I don't get doors. It's very hard. So that's why I reached out to you. I actually reached out to Pitbull. He saw this cartoon. That's like that's the number one platform right now. It's called One Too Many. All right. It's a very mainstream Latino family mixed culture Latino, but it's the holdout family on the upper you know the Upper East Side. It's in this one shit building. And it's got Flacos Tacos still at the bottom. He's the little, you know, the Mexican, uh, the guy with the heart. We got Chinese in the building. We got African-American. We got a gay couple. It shows diversity, but through the, through the eyes of a Latino family, which is way more funnier, way more robust, way more musical. So I showed it to Pitbull. He loves it. Um, and he's trying to figure out an angle of how to make it all work with his world. I, mm -hmm. I needed someone like you. Uh, listen, you're busy. If you're too busy, if you could just do a voice, if you could do Flaco Taco, who is just, if you could do the cat who's mixed the, I'll do the it. Mexican cat. Okay, listen. I'm going to do the, I'm going to do the, the Flaco. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to ask Cheech to do the cat because you know he can do it on his phone or whatever, but I'll say, I'll, t I'll tell him the one thing story, remember it? And I said, listen, man, we're going to help this dude out. Or I could do the voice too. <laughs> so, you know, but, so if he does it, I'll, I'll use his voice. What we'll time his name? Right? <laughs> use his voice. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. That's good. So and how far along written, uh, you just have it as a treatment, as a story thing? I'll share it now. Let me see if I can share it through, the, through this. You know, like me, when I wasn't really that known in Mexico and they were like, uh, Nobody really knows you here. And I said, listen, man, I don't give a fuck if anybody knows me here. As long as everybody knows me in the United States. I'm not from here. I didn't even know that. Oh, so I'm I'm from L.A. And, yeah. and today I, I went to a UPS driver and said, <laughs> motherfucker turned around. He went, hey, fucking like that. Like just <laughs> visually. 
So that's I'm I'll take that right. all day. That's beautiful. That's how you get that's how you get business done. Motherfuckers out there trying to you know thirty years trying to do shit. You know you know how tough it is. So I do. Yeah. So do you have a label? I have everything set up. Uh, I got the logistics set up as far as branding. I got the staff to really make things happen. It's very expensive to do animation, but I have them. I vetted people out for three years. So I have a professional crew that I, I can't use on a daily basis, obviously. Everything's very expensive. But I've done enough, enough, enough material to get people interested, and I need the attachments, and that's why I'm not afraid to give people a piece this is business. Uh, no, no, I know, I know. You have, you have lawyers and stuff. You have lawyer and all that. I have an entertainment lawyer. Um, I have everything in place. Okay. But I, I know the the hard the not the hard part. I need the attachments, and you know, yeah, sure. I, I really appreciate you even just give me that quick blessing, and I'll prove to you. Uh, I'm very good at business. I'm very good at speaking to people. I'm very good at organizing people. But this is more. This show. I think is my monster, but it's just one. I have a lot of things, George, and I don't want to kill you with a lot, but I have a whole slew of MTV, like, remember how MTV was? With very creative game shows, music-oriented. I got that whole flavor back. No one ever did a deaf comedy jam right with Latinos. I know they did a local slam with Paul Rodriguez back in the local 90s. Was, it was pretty good, though. It, it was a good, you know, that, that show had a lot of guys that became successful, but yes. what it didn't have is the producers weren't Latinos, so to them it didn't matter if it succeeded or They didn't care. Like, they fucked everything up. Right. And especially when Mike Robel is the guy who hosted it, who's very sick, you know, these days, but he was he was good, you know, he was good. But it had a lot of talent, you know. They did. Uh, and uh, and uh, they went for the cash grab instead of grounding it and doing more episodes because then cable really came and it would have been, you know, it would have been what it was doing. It was, it wasn't even on any, I don't even know what channel it was on and it always did well. Right. You know, no, it was they great. Something and, and it just never, and I think it was missing sketch comedy and that's what yeah. was the secret sauce of in living color, the Chappelle show and I feel like there has never been a real Latino sketch comedy, but guess what? On the internet, you see, I know on your Instagram, there is so much sketch comedy Latinos are doing. Uh, I, we, I want to harness them all on one show. You just on TikTok, they just take all my material. They take material they do from different movies, but mine is like that. But my daughter told me, my daughter, like, do you realize what they're like they're doing with your material and stuff? And I'm like, no. <laughs> she showed me. I'm like, holy shit! Her and I did one that got five million, maybe, and then uh, Constance and I did one from the show, and that got like six million. And so I agree with you. And I think that the, you can. Uh, I want to corral it. Remember Joel McHale in Talk Soup? Yeah. You know the 2.0 guy. Yeah. So I say, a, a sit down host. I'll come A sit down host and just compiling the best sketches on on the social media platforms, but also bring them to the stage, bring them here. And then we'll also go with the best of the week. And and there are tons. They're getting 5 million followers of these two people in a project, literally couples. Who is that? They're just random couples that are getting tons of views, but nobody is harnessing it. Um, you know, there, you know, anyone's name. So we Sancocho with these two girls, they do these silly sketches. And they, they act like men in some of them. 
they're amazing, and they're just these down low underground nobodies that are doing. Have you reached out to them? Have you reached out? I I I tried. They don't even respond. Oh, you probably would, and then you can't. Do I think the beginning. Of, I think at the beginning of one too many. Is that a cat that's in the front? Yeah, the cat. The cat claws the food and milk comes out. He lays under the bag. And beats <laughs> You're an animal. That's perfect. He's going like that, and he just goes like that, like fat, and and it, it comes out of five things, and maybe him and his friends are milking. <laughs> That's a good idea on the way in. Yeah, he's on real smart. In, That's a great she idea. Walks by and she stops, <laughs> and, he, and they get in, and she's walking. She can even lift one just like that, just that little move, and she walks in. She's like, and they're just walking, you know. That's a great idea. Um, now he actually delivered Flacco's. She ordered Flacco's taco, so. The cat delivered the tacos in the bag. But, yeah, you're right. He gives the bag. Then he goes underneath, takes some milk. Great idea. Um, and that cat, the cat and the parrot, you know, that's the the little, you know, of they course. have their little. <laughs> the the you know, the parrot's name is yeah. Conyo. You know, like, Conyo, you know. Yeah, Conyo. We'll do it in a way that's not too. It's a Conyo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think the lady should be fucking Anna Navarro. Eh? Yeah. You know Anna Navarro from CNN? No. The political person because she's. Cause she's, cause she said to me, she goes, listen, she, every time I fucking talk to her, she tells me when you hosted the Latin Grammy, you were not funny. I did not laugh a whole fucking time. And I'm like, um, all right. She goes, because you know, we're Cubans, you know, we don't know about working hard. We don't know about, you know, you're talking about growing up poor. We didn't grow up poor. Cabrona, then fucking yesterday, she, I said, the fucking bubble popped up. Then you went to fucking New York and L.A. And now she's like, oh, I get it. Now her husband, uh, you know, Al, fucking they were watching my special on HBO. He's laughing. And she's like, what are you laughing at? There's George. <laughs> and she goes, now I get it. Now I get it. Like people, yeah, the fucking bubble popped. They had to come out of that fucking castle. That's funny. We do a little thing back and forth. And it works because she's opinionated. She speaks Spanish. She cooks. She has all the stuff. She music. Yesterday she went like this. She's like, find Mark Anthony. She was like this. <laughs> She's crazy. That's good. See you. See you know that stuff. I don't have any plugs. And the more influential people we get oh, involved, dude. it's a hit overnight. Because everybody's trying to do voice. They can do it in their house. You're doing a fucking this little fucking ball microphone. Like you can. It's it's so doable. And people always say, like, they always say to me, like, how did you start? You start with the fucking one, that four lines. And Beverly Hills Chihuahua, <laughs> 10 grand, four lines. That's Turned crazy. into the whole movie, three movies, two Smurfs, two Rios, Marmaduke, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Wow. Fucking, what else? <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> Turned into all that. And then the voice now, everybody remembers. Every little kid, there's a little kid crying, and he's like, he doesn't know who you are. And I said, well, I said, I said, hey. Have you ever seen uh, Beverly Hills Chihuahua? And he looks at me. I said, "Have you seen Beverly Hills Chihuahua?" And he's like, "And he goes, I told you." I go, "I, come on, make And he's like, "That." I said, "You ever see uh, Rio?" It's the same fucking voice. And then uh, all of a sudden, you know, you know, you ever see the Smurfs? He loves the Smurfs, and I do the grouchy Smurf. And now that fucking kid is on my lap. I go, "Get him off my lap before I got oh. Yeah, we, you come to the right place, man. Oh. I'm not going to say who, but I had somebody very influential help me at a time when it came down to, like I always say, the fucking rubber meets the road. It's like somebody took some interest and they said to me, the first, listen, after the first, I wasn't even going to, how about not going? I wasn't going to go to the meeting. 
And my manager calls me and says, on your way? And I was hitting golf balls in fucking Studio City at Whitson. Oh, shit. And I just gotten there. And I said, I'm not going. And he goes, what do you mean you're not going? I said, I'm not going. And then he's like, why not? And I remember moving away from where people could hear me. And I go, listen, I said, what are they going to do for me? I said, what are they going to do for me? What are they going to do? Fucking whatever. He's like, listen, they called. They took your lunch order. They're expecting you at 1 o'clock. Fucking leave wherever you are and go over there. I went over there. I sat with a person three hours, two and a half hours, made notes. But all my family members, it was the original meeting of my show. And as I as this person was laughing and we're eating, very casual, and I was like another person. Like I wasn't shy, I wasn't held back, and she, you know. So we're walking down the stairs, walking me out, and she gets to the door, and the door. I go, I'm, I go first, and then I hit the door, and the door, you know, you push the door, and it's a security, and the door opens, and I stop there, my car is underneath, and I go, I go, hey, listen. What you're going to try to do has never been done successfully in the history of television. I just want to tell you right now, wherever we go from here, I just want to tell you, thank you. I said, thank you. And she goes, listen, why don't you worry about being funny? And why don't you let me worry about all that? And she goes, I'll see you later on. And fucking, I got in the car, I started crying in the fucking car like, and that's two things I would have said no to. And there were two things that changed my life. Wow. Tenure. Uh, one, okay, so 89, I did a movie. 99, 2000, I did Bread and Roses, Ken Loach. 2000, I was on the radio in LA. That's three things. And the fourth thing I got was my show. Amazing. And everything Amazing. after that. You're blessed, man. But you, I started you, with you the did one hard thing. work, though. You did hard work. One thing and hard work. Yeah. I started with the one thing. And your grandma. I know you You had some motivation, right? What? <laughs> All kinds of motivation. I fucking still do her voice upstairs with it. It's just me. I <laughs> <laughs> You're like Norman Bates. Oh, fucking in there. They're like, well, man, who's in there? <laughs> Like, I, I cremated her because I, you know, I wanted to keep her around. I could just see her up there, fucking ashes just floating around. Son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> like, like you know when you know when bees fly, they fucking not together. You know? The high fucking shit. <laughs> that was her word, fucking shit. <laughs> so yeah, man. So let's do that. All right. Uh, I, I really appreciate your everything, everything, George. I don't do that, and that's real, man. That's real talk. That's not bullshit. We'll get as uh, soon as you say. We'll put all the parts in motion there. Now, I don't want to get ahead of myself. What should I... I mean, Pip, to me, Pitbull's a good uh, music guy. And we know Pitbull. Oh, you do? Beautiful. But you ask him, as the motherfucker says, I don't have time to fucking move on, eh? He said he's down. He loves it. All uh, right. Well, then we know people that know him. I know him. And then, we'll, you know, I Pitbull's... Think was, Enrique Iglesias brought Pitbull on my talk show and said to me, and because said, hey, man, listen, you have five minutes at the end of my second segment that I can bring a friend of mine out. And it was Pitbull. Wow. And he was talking and his cheek was like that, you know? <laughs> wow. They had that song together and then and Bieber too, before show. Wow. So, so you're, in, you're in good hands, man. And for me too, like, you know, the person that helped me was at a time when it had been so much about that person that that person said, I needed to step back. It was perfect timing. 
So that person said, I needed to step back because I was overwhelmed by my career. So I stepped back and focused on you and you had the excitement that I had when I first started and seeing you excited about everything re-excited me. Wow. And I had, she had somebody, uh, there was somebody in the family that, you know, wasn't around and then you could just see the, you know, two people that she was looking for something and I was getting something for the first time. Mm. Amazing. Timing's everything, you know. That person was David Duke. No. <laughs> David Duke. Okay, Waylon Jennings. Leo, Waylon Jennings. Come and stop coming over. Oh, that's a good reason. You're crazy. <laughs> so you got that thing. Where's our girl at? Is she here? Uh, she's like hiding in there. You know, there like, she oh, there she is. Hey, hey. Hi. How do we do? You guys did very well. That was the longest call I've had by a mail, but it sounded oh. like a productive call. Motherfuckers out here, they have 15 minutes. Let me know when there's two minutes. <laughs> I talked for the first 15 minutes. <laughs> but it all makes sense, right? All legit, man. It's I mean, great. it's all real. I don't say, I don't make shit up. So I say shit, it's like, no, I've you done really? it. Or I've seen, or I've not even seen somebody do it. I've fucking done it. Now, I, pre I appreciate all your time. And now, man, it's, I feel Send blessed. the email. He, she's witness and let's get in let's get to this business man beautiful thank you george appreciate your time all right, brother. And, uh, your i know help. man hey, let's see let's make this thing happen huh oh beautiful i love those words man thank you all right you might george. have to change tacos to chingon tacos <laughs> <laughs> tacos tacos all right, all right. thanks sir. Sorry.